0: to come to you in your homes um, we believe that um, we're living in very interesting times very exciting times and uh, it's such a privilege to still be able to have fellowship together uh, we believe you're keeping safe we believe you're checking on others uh, we believe you are maintaining the fellowship the koinonia of the spirit I will believe that you're holding on to his word There are so many words That you can choose to hold on to in this season there's statistics there's data there's forecasts there's fear there's real fear there's valid information all sorts out there all right today we have this information tomorrow we have that information but there's a source of information that has never changed all right over centuries decades it still remained the same and that is the word of god and that is what we are holding on to in this season praise god so if you're just connecting to this stream you know maybe you just bumped into us on facebook or you bumped into us on youtube or whatever channel you're getting to connect to uh on behalf of our senior pastor pastor matthew and myself i would love to welcome you to kicc in the gta the greater toronto area all right and we are sure you're going to have an amazing time in the word. Praise God. Praise God. All right, if it sounds like the hallelujahs and the responses you are hearing in the room are a lot of people, we are not defying any recommendations. Trust me, we do not have a lot of people in the room, just a very, very handful uh, number of people in the room this morning to ensure, okay, (laughs) to ensure that we're able to create um, this worship experience for you to connect with and for you to be blessed. Praise God. On Wednesday, uh, we share the word, I believe you can find it on all our platforms, it is that we made it true. We made it true. It is not we will make it true, not we hope that we will make it true, it's not that we may make it true, it's a sure word that we made it true. We made it true. So that was part one by God's grace on Wednesday. Please find us on all our channels and we're going to bring the other part of that word, we made it true. Praise God. I said, praise God. All right, so this morning, uh, in the brevity of time, I'm just going to bring us a direct word to lift up your spirit. I know many people don't want to hear anything from the church. Many people don't want to hear anything from the word of God. They are saying, I can't imagine a God in this season, we sitting on some throne made of gold, lavish, you know, and he's watching all of this. And I'm here to bring you a word that you've never needed him more than this moment. If there's any time you ever needed him, it is now. All right, and I'll just speak a couple of scriptures that you might not have to be someone who is very deep, somebody who has been very connected to church. I'm going to run you to scriptures that I am sure that if you've been alive on this planet, even if you've not been attending church, these are some of the scriptures that you've heard at some point and at some time. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. I think we should pick it up from there. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. It says that, for I know the plans that I have for you. I, I know the plans that I have towards you, they are plans, they are thoughts of good and not evil, to give you a future and a hope, all right? And I just want us to walk through that promise. It's so popular, you know, we quoted it Lord that God knows the plans for us, God has good plans for us, which is, which is very true. But the truth is that if your Bible has an ending like my Bible has, you will see that Jeremiah 29 was a prophecy to the people of God in exile. It wasn't pleasant times. It wasn't pleasant moments. In fact, they had a lot of prophets and diviners who had dreams and said, This is going to end tomorrow. Do not mind Jeremiah saying all sorts of rubbish. And God said, Hey, you're going into a land, you're going to be there for a while. Pray for the prosperity of the land because if the land prospers, you also prosper. All right, so God's plan for us is good. God's plan for us is that there is hope in our future. And I want you to hold on to that and to remember that. The truth of what God says doesn't need anyone to validate it. It doesn't need anyone to validate it. The president of nations makes a decree. It doesn't matter what anybody says. It becomes a decree. How much more the king of kings. When he says his plans for you are good, then his plans for you are good it might not look good in this minute in this moment but he's not bound by time he's not bound by moment his plans for you are good therefore his plans for you are good so wherever you are you know you can't give your neighbor a high five you can't tap anybody but you can tap yourself and you can hold on to your chest and you can say God's plans for me are still good I still have a future and I still have a hope and this is not the end for me this is not the end for you this is not the end for our nation and this is definitely not the end for the church. Glory to God. Some people are watching this and saying, what kind of humans are this? How can you still sound this excited? How can you still sound this hopeful? You must know something we don't know. Yes, yes, I know something maybe you don't know. And that is what I want to share with you today. So let's dive into the word. The word I have for us this morning is you are included. You are included. Psalm 91, if there was any psalm, that has trended all over the world. In the last few weeks, it is Psalms 91. I'm not going to walk us through the whole chapter. I'm just going to stay on the verse that has annoyed people the most. Psalm 91 verse 1. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most, High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And we're going to stay there. Now, there are many wonderful promises in Psalm 91. And everybody just believes, oh, those are promises for me. 1,004 by my left, 10,000 by my right, says I will not do. You know, everybody's making promises. And the more you want to claim those promises, the more Psalm 91, verse 1, wants to want you. It literally wants to want you. It's asking you, are you dwelling in the sacred place of the Most High? Are you abiding under the shadow of the Almighty? Are you sure you can lay claim? So all these promises are these promises for you. And many people have come to attack the church in this moment to say, you know what? If you're saying we have to be some form of Christians to be able to navigate this storm, then that is too exclusive. That sounds too exclusive. Your, your God cannot be a fair God. Your God cannot be a just God. Hey, thank God my God is righteous. Thank God my God is just. Thank God his promises are true. And thank God that he's faithful. He is not a man. He is God. He is not a man. He is God. So the word I have for you is that I don't want you to interpret Psalm 91 as an exclusive message. It doesn't mean those of us who dwell in the secret place of the most I know. That is not what he's saying. He's saying that you are included. The door to the secret place isn't locked. The door to the secret place isn't locked. It is not an elite club. It is not a bunker. It is not some place deep down on the ground where bombs can't get to. It's not some place that is immune to every virus. It's not some place with a dedicated health team. Yes, it might look like that, but it is not an exclusive zone. God wants you to be there. Not only in the time of trouble, not only in the time of chaos, not only in the time of turmoil, he wants you to dwell there. So I want you to say, I am included. I am not excluded. I am included. I am not excluded. So the door to this place is open. The invitation to be a part of his family is there. It's always there. It's always been about you. It's always been about you being a part of his family. It's always you being a part of his presence. It's always you. His promises are for you. Praise God. Did I hear somebody? Praise God. So I'm just going to walk us through a couple of thoughts. Number one, you were not created to do life without him. You were not created to do life without God. The all essence of life was not designed to be lived without God. Do not see yourself as someone excluded. I am not perfect. I am a sinner. God can accept me. If security is only guaranteed to those who dwell in his secret place, I don't even know him. I don't even believe he exists. I don't even trust him. I don't trust the church i don't trust these folks i've done church before i'm tired of religion i don't know these people i don't know what they're after I've, I've tried it before it's just all sorts of lies and empty hopes all right and i know you're hurt and you're saying if indeed the only way out has to be to go back to god has to be to go back to church has to be to go back to religion then maybe i'm not going back well i have this for you that god is not inviting you to church god is not inviting you to religion god is inviting you to a relationship He's saying, come back to me. I know you've tried religion, but come to me. I created you for my glory, and you will never find true fulfillment outside of me. Hmm. You will never find true fulfillment outside of me. Genesis 127 tells us that humankind, humanity, we are made and created in his image, in his likeness. Therefore, if I'm made in his image, if I'm made in his likeness, it means to me that I'm created for his glory. Revelations chapter 4 verse 11, thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and power, for you have created all things, all things, and for thy pleasure they were created, all things, the sun, the moon, the stars, all things, the seas, the oceans, all things, microorganisms, all things, humans, all things, you, all things, me, all things, created to bring him glory, praise God, praise God. And what we've done is we've looked for other things to fill that space. We feel that God has made it too difficult to please him. We feel that God has made it too difficult to, to come close to him. We, we have this funny picture of a God who is out there, you know, with some hammer or with some, some weep and he's checking your thoughts, looking for sin. He's checking your actions, looking for blasphemy, and he's checking everything you are doing, checking everything, and he's just waiting for you to misbehave and saying, I'm going to whip you. No, no, the picture of God that the world has created for you is wrong. The picture of God that religion has created is wrong. The picture of God is a picture of a loving father that is saying, come on my son, come on my daughter. I came for you, and I want you to be a part of my family. You are not excluded. You are included. Praise God. Somebody once again say, I am included. I am included. included. This is not an exclusive purview. This is not a a VIP um, sect for those who can enjoy God's promises. God wants you to be a part of his family. And let me just say this here. Every other thing, every other thing that we will try to replace, the place of God in our lives, it won't work. The reason why it looks as though some people have some direction in a time of chaos and some are so heavily confused is that some of us are standing on a rock. We are not standing on sinking sand. We are not standing on the realities of the economy. We bless God to live in a wonderful country with with an amazing economy and with an amazing propensity to fix whatever damage comes to an economy. There are people who live in terrible economies now even before the turmoil terrible economies and based on economic forecast those economies are even going to be worse it all right however even in that you can choose to stand on sand or you can choose to stand on the rock you can choose to fill the void with things you know like thoughts movies pleasures wine alcohol sex all sorts of addictions we attempt to believe and to convince ourselves that those things will satisfy. They won't satisfy. You should know by now they won't satisfy. Only God, only him can satisfy. Praise God. Praise God. So number one, you were not created to do life without him. You were not created to do life without him. Number two, you were always part of his plan. You were always part of his plan. You were always part of his plan. You are part of his plan. God knows you. He knows you by name. He knows you. Before you were born, he said he knew you. Before your parents met, he knew you. Before your parents were born, he knew you. Praise God. Isn't that such a reassuring thought? That there is nothing in my life that is new to him? There is nothing in my future that is new to him. There is nothing in my past that is new to him. Imagine for you And me being humans, there are some details that the moment you come in light of those details, your attitude, your behavior towards the person easily changes. You believe this person is fighting for you, this person is for you, and you get access to new information that they're actually working, you know, for some other purpose or some other benefit because of our human nature. Normally, normally, your behavior towards that person will change accordingly. All right? But imagine a God in heaven who knows what we are capable of. He knows what we've done he knows what we are doing he knows what we can do what we will do and in spite of this wealth of knowledge and information and foreknowledge, he still decides to love us and to call us his own and there's someone listening to me now we are saying well you might say to me that i'm always part of his plan but i don't believe that because if indeed your god knows all things he should know that i'm the last person that he should care about i'm the last person he should be concerned about I am the last person that can please him i am the last person that can be righteous well you are still part of his plan i'm going i'm just going to convince you from scriptures john chapter 3 verse 16 it says for god so loved the world for god so loved the world for god so loved the world not for god so loved a particular nation not for God so loved a particular tribe, not for God so loved well-behaved people, not for God so loved nice-sounding people, not for God so loved nicely-behaved people, not for God so loved people who are calm, not for God so loved peaceful people, not for God so loved whatever adjective you want to fit into it. It says, for God so loved the world, and then he gave his son. And whosoever, somebody say whosoever, I believe that's one of the most profound words in that verse. Whosoever. Whosoever. So, back to what we're talking about today. I can say again that I am included. I am included in God's plan. I am not excluded. He says, whosoever will believe in him, she not perish, but have everlasting life. Praise God. Praise God. So, number one, I was not created to do life without him. Number two... I have always been part of his plan. I have always been part of his plan and somebody here is saying, yeah, I'm trying to get it, but I still don't get it. There is no way I could have been part of his plan. If I was always part of his plan, then maybe I shouldn't have been born the way I was born. I shouldn't have been born under the circumstances that I was giving birth to. I shouldn't have been abused at such an early age. I shouldn't have been disenfranchised. If in truth he's been mindful of me from the beginning, then there are certain parts of my story that indeed is love should have prevented. Guess what? Every part of your story is molding it ultimately for you to find yourself in his story. He's able to take all of that mess and turn it into a powerful message. He's able to take those very moments and experiences in your life and in your background that you're not proud of and he's saying that I know, I see, and my grace is ever sufficient for you. Praise God. Number three, he is not waiting for you to earn his love. He is not waiting for you to earn his love. The biggest lie of religion is that God is waiting for a people to meet a set of requirements in order for them to please him and only after those requirements are met then can he be pleased and even then you are not even sure you know we have this picture of this god who is a megalomaniac and in one moment is happy with you the other moment is breathing fire and brimstones not our god is not waiting for you to earn his love he's saying you know what we've gone this route before we've tried it now if there's anything we know it's that you cannot please me by yourself. You cannot please me by your power. You cannot please me by your might. Someone is listening to me and you saying, I've been trying to stop smoking. I've been trying to stop and break free from this alcohol addiction. I feel like I need to stop smoking before I give Jesus a chance. I feel like I need to stop my alcohol issues before i give jesus a chance i feel like i need to sort out this issue with my sexuality before i give jesus a chance i feel like i need to sort out these these tendencies that i feel this 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 wickedness this this darkness in my soul i feel like i need to sort it out before i can enter into his presence because his presence is all white and it's just angels and slow music At the moment I enter in with my frailties, I become the obvious dirt and everyone is looking at me and pointing to me. I feel like I need to sort myself out before I can come to meet my savior. Well, you don't need a savior if you're already sorted out. And guess what? That is what your savior exists for. He's the only one who can sort you out. Ask anyone who's fought with any form of habits. The best of self-determination. The best of psychological help, The best of all of that has its limits. There is only lasting hope, a lasting solution in Christ. Praise God. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. By grace are ye saved. By grace are you saved. By grace are you saved. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. Not of works. So he's saying do not sort out yourself before you come to me. He's saying come to me and I will sort you out. Do not sort out yourself before you come to me. Come to me, I will sort you out. And someone is listening to me and saying, well, I might not know if this is the best time to make this decision. I feel like it might not be real. I'm scared, I'm afraid, I need hope. And now I run to Jesus. And then when things get better, when there is more you know, hope in the world, when there is more light in the world, when there is more clarity as to what could happen next, would I still be in him? Would I still be with him? Isn't isn't just isn't he just going to feel like I ran to him to use him? Well, it's a live, it's a live broadcast. I wish I could hear you say, you know, some of your thoughts. Um, and I can think and imagine what some of your responses are. That I could run to him in the day of trouble and run out of him in the day of peace. But guess what? When he lays hold of you, And when you see the light in his light, when you behold the beauty of his holiness, there is nothing else worth going back to. If anything, this is a good time to run to him. He says, call unto me in the day of trouble. You know, what a mighty God we serve. He's saying, when you have a relationship with me, I am there for you. When you don't have a relationship with me, you can run to me in the day of trouble. I won't say, where have you been all this while? I wouldn't say, what have you been doing all this while? I've been beckoning for you, reaching after you, running after you, and you've been avoiding me. Now you need me. I mean, that's what a human will do. That's what we will do. As people say, I've been reaching after you. Now you need me. Now I am going to do this on my terms. I'm going to do this on my terms. I'm going to make you realize you should have done this earlier. Not our God. Not our God. He's saying, now is the day of salvation. Do not delay to tomorrow. Don't wait for things to get worse and for you to need more hope. don't wait for him to be your last resort he's saying i don't want to be your last resort i want to be your only resort i am your savior come unto me praise god praise god so i am included i am not excluded i am included i am included number one i was never created to do life without him you were not created to do life without him number two I was always part of his plan from the beginning. I'm not an afterthought. I am always, I have always, you are, you have always been a part of his plan. Number three, he's not waiting for you to earn his love. He's saying, come, come unto me. Yes, you're scared. Come unto me. Yes, there is hopelessness. Come unto me. Don't feel like I will say you've come to use me. He's saying, come unto me. I know what you will find when you come. I know who I can make you to be when you come. He says, come. Come unto me. Isaiah chapter 64 verse 6. Very popular verse. He says, our righteousness are just as filthy the rags. So don't even bother trying to sort yourself out. Come to him. Let him sort you out. He is the one able to, through his spirit on your inside, please you. Please himself. Make you to please him. Praise God. I said praise God. And the last point I would just like to communicate to us is that you can join his family today. Psalm 91 verse 1 isn't an elitist, exclusive, reserved arrangement for a select few people. You can be a part of his family today. You can be a part of his family today. If there's anything I know in the world is that this too shall pass. Whatever it is going on in the world, it shall pass. However, however, if there was ever a time when you needed to hold on to something, something stronger than the assurance of a man, something stronger than the assurance of a government, something surer than the assurance of of experts, something surer, if there was ever a time, it is now. And that's the only reason why some of us are standing. Because there's something to stand upon. If the world comes tumbling down and everything comes rolling, we're still standing. We're still standing not by works, but by grace. There has to be something we've seen. There has to be something we've known. And that is because we're a part of his family. And I think it doesn't get better in terms of illustration than what we see in our world today. Many people say, oh, why can the Bible say only those who dwell in? And I'm saying our borders are open. Our borders are open in this kingdom. Our borders are open in this kingdom. When push comes to shove, there is the idea of, you know, borders being closed. There are people in places today, if they had the way, they would fly out of where they are, but they can't. Some of us in this part of the world, we have a level of assurance knowing that we're good because we belong to a good country. There are many people who, if they had their way, no matter how much I desire it, No matter how much I want it, there are certain people that I cannot automatically today grant them Canadian citizenship. I do not have that power. But I know a citizenship that is even better. I know a citizenship that they can be granted today without any pedigree, without any language requirements, without any work or skill requirements. There is a kingdom that you can become a part of right today. And it's the best family to be a part of. And the borders are open. The borders are not shut in the day of trouble. There's no angel standing at the gate, standing and saying, we've been after you for so long. Now you need us. That is not how this kingdom operates. This is a kingdom that the gates are perpetually open. And he's saying, come, today is the day of salvation. Let not your heart be hardened. Today is the day of salvation. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 2. Today, 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 not tomorrow, not tomorrow. Maybe you've stumbled on this broadcast. Or you've been a church goer but you know you do not have a relationship and people are scared oh is this the end of the world and your fear looks like that's what is motivating you to come to him and you say when my fear is gone will i stay with him my answer to you is unless it isn't him you came to whatever it is that drives you to him the goal is to get to him when you find him and when you lay hold of his life trust me there is nothing else in the world that matters nothing else In the world that is worth going back to. Hebrews 3 verse 15. Today, harden not your hearts. Harden not your hearts. In this kingdom, our borders are open. Very open. And I would just like to extend that invitation to you. On Wednesday, I was sharing about fear and the power of fear. Next week, Wednesday, I'm going to continue that. But today, the invitation is you can be a part of this family. You are included in this family. If you've been a nominal Christian and you don't feel like you're a part of this family, you can be a part of this family. If you've been some other thing, whatever it is you've designated yourself as, you can be a part of this family. Revelations chapter 3, verse 20, as we begin to tie this up, it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. I stand at the door and knock, if any man, if any woman, if any boy, if any girl, if any arborist, if any expert, if any educated, if any uneducated, if any big, if any small, if any white, if any brown, if any yellow, if any blue, if any orange, if any tall, if any short, if any man hear my voice, let him open the door and I will come in. It doesn't matter what the pressure you are under is, it might be fear chasing you to him. It might be doubts chasing you to him. It might be uncertainty that I have no other place to go. I don't know how I'm going to feed my kids. I don't even know if I'm going to have a job by next week or by two weeks' time. I don't know how my mortgages are going to be paid. I don't know what's going to happen with the rent. I don't know what's going to happen with the kids. There's so much confusion and uncertainty. But there is a place of peace. There is a kingdom where its citizens are the best taken care of. Not because the circumstances look like it, but because we have peace. On our inside, peace that no one can give, peace that no government can guarantee, peace that no medical experts can reassure. We have that peace, and you can have that peace also. So you are included. You are included. You are included. His plan was never to exclude you. You are very much included in his plan. All of what is done, all of what is done, he did it just for you. If you were the only one on the surface of the earth it would have still died he loves you that much you might not feel it he loves you that much he loves you that much and he knows you he knows you already he knows your name you are listening to me and you are reflecting and you're like oh possibly it's true i've sensed moments in my life when i should have been gone i've sensed moments in my life when i should have been dead really i deserved it really i deserved it but somehow I'm still here. There must be a purpose to this. There must be a reason to this. I'm happy to announce to you the reason is for you to find him. Every other thing you've tried hasn't worked. We live in desperate times I do not allow the voice of the enemy tell you that it's not real. Do not allow the enemy convince you you're just making a horrid decision because you're scared. No. You might be influenced by the fear in the atmosphere. But if there's anywhere it should drive you to, it should be driving you to make it the best decision of your life. For me, I can say very boldly and confidently that that is the best thing I have done. It makes no sense for me to have hope. It makes no sense for me to believe. But I have a sure word, a sure guarantee of his promises. And I know, I know of a truth. I know with all certainty that I know the one who owns tomorrow. Because he lives, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know who holds my future. My life is worth living because he lives. If you're here or listening under the sound of my voice, you've been battling with anxiety, you've been battling with depression, and it's worsened over the past few weeks, or you've been healthy before now, And now you know you're getting really scared, getting really depressed. And there's no one to turn to. You're trying to find hope from your friend. You call your friend. Your friend is even more scared than you are. You look into the news. The news is plugging him off here. Everywhere you turn to, nobody has guarantees. Well, there is a place of peace. There is a place of safety. And I would just love to end with the story of Jesus Christ in the boat in the middle of a storm and the Bible tells us that his disciples and all the others were on that journey they tried all that they could, you know they tried all that they could, brought in their expertise brought in the experts brought in everybody that had any form of idea that could salvage the situation, everybody did all that they could and Jesus the Bible says that he was at the deck having a nice sound sleep and that is the way our world feels today, everything is turning upside down where is Jesus? Could he really be sleeping in the middle of a storm? Is there any sense or possibility to the fact that everything around us is crumbling and the only one with the power to turn this around is sleeping? And then they woke him up and they said a profound statement. He says, Master, carest not thou, pardon my old English, carest not thou that we die? Carest not thou that we die? And the Bible says he got up he rebuked the storms, peace, be still. And he turns to them, O ye of little faith. Let me tell you, there is no storm that can overwhelm you. There is no fire that can consume you. As a child of God, there is enough in you to come out. Not just to barely come out, but to come out stronger, to come out bigger, to come out greater. Our hope is not in this world. Our hope is not in things. We are of another kingdom where nothing perishes, where nothing gets infected, where nothing gets renewed, where nothing gets recycled. It's an eternal kingdom of joy, an eternal kingdom of peace. Now, I would just like to extend this invitation to you that God is not excluding you out. He's including you. He wants you to be a part of his family. I'm just going to agree with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, for as many who are connected to this broadcast, and they are saying, I am the one you are talking about. I am the very one you are talking about. I felt outside this plan. I've had siblings who went to church. I've had parents who went to church. I've always felt like the black sheep, and I am convinced that this thing is not for me. But these words have come afresh, and perhaps, maybe, indeed, God wants this black sheep. Maybe, indeed, God wants this rebel. Maybe, indeed, God wants this 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 outlier. Maybe, indeed, God wants. This this stubborn one, maybe indeed he knows my past and he's okay with it, and he's saying, come. And I invite you to come, to acknowledge him as your savior, the one who died to take away all your sins, the one who was buried, the one who took your place, so that you can have a place in him, a place of assurance, a place of security, a place of eternal fulfillment, a place of real life. Zoe, thank you, Father, for as many who are making this decision, I ask, Father, that you accept them into your family as they come in faith, believing in their hearts, confessing with their mouths, acknowledging their sin, and acknowledging you as their Lord and Savior, that the joy of salvation will fill their hearts, that indeed they will grow to discover who they really are in you. And they themselves will bring many into this kingdom. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've heard us. For in Jesus' name we are afraid. In Jesus' name we are afraid. If you just... Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give via email at info@kicccanada.ca I-N-F-O, at or through our website at donate. God is doing amazing things in and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you are a champion. God bless you.